everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated, and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just saw a fabulous movie and you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, I am joined, as always, by my best good buddies. First up, you know him, you love him. He's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. What's up? And of course, you know her, you love her. She's ever so lovely, the ever so talented, the stardust queen herself. Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hey. Uh, so, audience, we have a very, very exciting show for you tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about a, a, a whole bunch of, of different topics. We're going to laugh a little. We're probably going to get angry a little. We're probably going to lose some listeners a little. But then don't worry, because we're going to get them back. Um, because Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to on the internet um and if you feel that way after you listen to our podcast of course uh don't forget to hit that like button or uh hit the subscribe button on itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, google play podbean literally any place that you can listen to a podcast you can probably find us yeah and of course, if you uh, want to get to know us, uh, you know, outside of the podcast, Lindley here actually has uh, a great app that she uh, that she works on a lot of time, a lot of the time, a lot more than I do um, <laughs> or Stephen does, uh, called the Stardust app. Lindley, tell our audience a little bit about the Stardust app and how they can follow you, so we can get you even more subscribers. Oh well, folks, Stardust is an awesome app for Apple products, for Android products, and it's just a great way to share reactions to things that you watch, whether you went to the movies or you just saw something on Netflix you really loved and you want to talk about it, you want to share it with your friends, you want to share it with your followers, you go, you download it, create a profile, and while you create your profile, you can follow me at a little Lottie, same as my Instagram handle. And, yeah, post your reactions. They're, like, one-minute reactions. You can do which trailers, movies, TV shows. And they even have a weekly poll that you can take. And I think I'm about to take this week's poll. And it is, what is your favorite zombie film? Choices are Zombieland and Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version. And I'm going to go with Zombieland. Zombieland, I, the more I watch that movie... Um, the more I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And I think it made me a Woody Harrelson fan. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think that's it. what did it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's better than saying white man can't jump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he was in that, right? You I mean that I cinematic classic? White C- cinem- man can't jump. <laughs> See, every- I remember... Every time I hear that, though, I know it's a movie, but my mm-hmm. brain goes to Robin Hood men in tights when Deja Bell and they're like, man, white men can't jump. <laughs> and that will be the last time I tried to impersonate Dave Chappelle on this show. I thought it was wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, of course. Of course. My skin color says the opposite. <laughs> 
we're laughing. We're having a good time. Uh, folks, we have uh, a very exciting lineup for you tonight. Um, just to go over a little bit about what we're going to talk about. Uh, first up, uh, we are of we are definitely going to talk about that new Venom trailer because Steven had some words. It's one of, and it was one of those rare moments where Steven and I actually agree on something within a superhero movie. Um, I feel like we agree normally, Steven, on movies, but for some reason, yeah. for some reason, superhero movies, it's like, it's, it's just like, just chaos between we us. Usually, yeah, we usually have different philosophies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this because I know I've got thoughts. Yeah. Um, I, we got a chance to, we actually took, we gave a poll and the internet I don't know why, um, but they have kind of soured on this show that we're going to give a, a spoiler-free review on um, of Orange is New Black. Um, and Lindley and I got a chance to watch it. We're going to talk about it. Steven's going to chime in every now and again. Um, but but we're definitely going to discuss exactly like w- why that might be. Um, now, like I said, we are gonna we are gonna get a little bit more serious in this particular episode. We are gonna talk about James Gunn being out of the Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three. If you have no idea what that is about, please stay tuned because it is kind of the 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 it topic in the film world at the moment. Um, and then we're gonna end the show, our main event. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, two spy movies. Lindley got a chance to go see The Spy Who Dumped Me. Yeah, uh, I got a chance to see Mission Impossible Fallout. And we're gonna give you our spoiler-free reviews of both those movies, and also uh, kind of talk a little bit about uh, spy movies in general to, to close out the show. It's gonna be a very exciting night, guys. Um, and hopefully, it will help me forget. Um, the fact that I don't have Infinity War in my house right now because I'm like, I'm kind of like a junkie, like staring at my mug um, of Earl Grey tea. Um, audience, you can't see it, but I'm, 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 I have a mug um, that says Infinite Power and I got on the, literally the last day of school. My students got me an Infinity War mug. Um, thanks, students. But right now, I'm like, I really want that movie. I'm like, I want to watch it. And I know it's going to make me cry ugly tears. But I really, I need it. I don't want it. I need it. I need that movie. First step to recovery, Marcus, is admitting you have a problem. Oh, I I admit it freely, Lindley. I (laughs) I do. But I just need it in my life. I do. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) guys uh steven lindley are you ready ready i've got my passage all right guys let's prattle so steven before we talk before we talk about the venom trailer um i do want to mention i do want to make mention uh make sure everyone is aware altered carbon got renewed for a second season with none other then the Falcon, Anthony Mackie, as the lead character. Now look, guys, because I know Steven hasn't watched it. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but Lindley, hey, I Lindley, tried. I tried. What do you mean you tried? I tried. I watched. I got through the first two episodes, and I 
watched it because, oh, shoot, what is her name? I can't remember her name right now, but she was the original Angelica in Hamilton because she's in it. So mm-hmm. I tried. I got two episodes in and realized this was just a mashup of tropes. Oh, is that who other- that was? Yes! What? That, I- that that makes the show even better. No, but like I got through two episodes and realized that this was just a mashup of every other sci-fi movie I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. What are you even talking about, Lindley? I can't even hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I did like the hotel Thank scene. You. The whole, like, Poe... That was a yes! cool scene. But, like, other than that, I remember nothing about oh what I just watched. Oh, my gosh. The what whole thing I kept talking? thinking, did I pop in Blade Runner instead? It's, yes, it's a noir. But I've seen it before. There's nothing original about Altered Carbon. Oh, oh, don't even give me that. No. You've got to watch it. you got to watch it to the end. There's so many twists and turns. It's incredible. All right, I'll just watch Nailed It again. Oh, fine. <laughs> you, 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 watch, you watch Nailed It. I'm going to watch Ultra Carbon because my boy Anthony Mackie, hey. can I just say, I'm I'm excited for him to have this role because I'm trying to think of the last time I ever saw him in a lead role. Wasn't he in... Oh, shoot. It wasn't Marshall. Was it Marshall he was in? Hmm. You mean uh, 8 Mile? He was in 8 Mile. No, no, no. The, there was His a... real name was Clarence. <laughs> this guy's a gangster. His real name is Clarence. <laughs> and Clarence what? lives at home with both parents. Was and it... Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. I've never seen 8 Mile. Can I make that confession? What are you even talking about, Lindley? <laughs> I've never seen 8 Mile. This girl that won a battle, she shook, because ain't no such things as halfway crook. I'm with you, Lindley. I've never, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. What do you mean you've, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I have a very why? complicated relationship with Eminem. What? <laughs> no, Lindley, this is not therapy. Okay, we're not digging. We're not going down that rabbit hole of of child psychology. <laughs> go to see. Go a therapist, Stephen, and talk that out. I can't. Oh no, it wasn't Marshall. It was Detroit. I was thinking of that came out last oh, year. Oh, Detroit. Yes, yes, it that was is in true. Detroit. But, but that was more of a uh, um um oh, what's his name? Finn. From Finn from Star Wars. Oh yeah, John Boyega. That was more of a John Boyega vehicle than anything else. But it's but it's nice. I'm I'm interested to see what is going to be the new mystery and how what is Anthony Mackie going to do as as this as this character because uh, I thought the last guy that played him, um, I thought he did a I thought he did an excellent job as the character. Uh, but I'm I'm a little I'm a little confused as far as like why Anthony Mackie was chosen. But I guess that will be I guess that will be answered soon enough. But because he isn't white, that's racist, Marcus. What? Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Calm down. Also, if you watched the show, Lindley, you would know that the main character is actually Asian. So, Babu! Oh, that's right! Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. He's not actually white. <laughs> Ta- that is, 
It, that's either clever or like the most extreme form of whitewashing there's ever been. I mean, Lindley. Oh, no, no, no. That's Ghost in the Shell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Y'all know it. Lindley, Lindley, we cannot. Lindley, we already have our controversial topic later on the show. We can't have it. Can't have it at the beginning. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, like, it's like it's a little band aid. We, we warm the audiences up. Right. right. <laughs> Get them ready for what's going down. Exactly. Well, let, well, let's let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about this Venom trailer for a second. Okay. Cause I'm, I just, I I love the character, I do. And and before before anybody says like I'm just an MCU fanboy, I actually did enjoy this trailer. I thought they did a better job on selling the movie to me. Having said that, I believe I I do have I do have notes. Yes, Stephen, because I just I think I here's what I think. I think Venom, the character Venom, is going to be awesome. Mm I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna be just as scary as we have always imagined Venom could be. It's not gonna be Topher Grace. Um, I li- I like being bad. It makes me happy. Like we're not gonna get that. All right. Um, but I just I feel like Venom is gonna sell this movie, and Eddie Brock is gonna be the thing that I'm gonna just like audibly groan every time Tom Hardy is uh, is out of the the venom suit. Yeah. Because he he just does not he doesn't seem interesting to me at all. Um I would rather him than Topher Grace in the role any day though. Oh, oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But and I this mean, is he, no offense to Topher Grace. I yeah, like Topher Grace. Does- He's a good actor. He just wasn't right for Venom. Exactly. No. Yeah. He was not Eddie Brock at all. Um, and I and I was excited at first. I was excited that Tom Hardy was going to play Eddie Brock, but with the, between the accent and just the the kind of like the the right. junkie thing that it he's was, doing. It was like he's like. I'm a journalist. I'm a reporter, and I'm just watching, going, <laughs> "No, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. He doesn't look anything like it. Like, like, oh, oh, yeah, he's a journalist. I'm like, no, that's Bane. Don't give me that. That's Bane. Well, he's been both. I, I know exactly. That's what I'm. That's why I'm saying it. That's Bane. He's he's even cut like Bane. Not that Eddie's. Not that Eddie's small, because that was for me. That was the big thing with Topher Grace. He but, was <laughs> but I'm. I, I mean, I'm not. Especially without the foil of Peter Parker being there to make him feel inadequate. Um, with Peter being so small yeah. and Eddie being Eddie being like that's the guy that everybody should want, but, but everybody wants Peter. I'm like so- that's. That's the interesting thing to me. Like, Sorry, go ahead. I'm so confused about like, are we supposed to be rooting for Venom? Is are is he the villain? Is he like, I I'm not sure what this movie is exactly trying to do. 
Like, mm-hmm. I think Venom, I think it looks cool. The CGI is a bit iffy, but, like, the design itself is really cool. Oh, yeah. But, like, what what is this movie trying to accomplish, though? I'm gonna let Steven speak, and then um, and then I kind of want to I kind of want to touch on it again. Um, yeah. Don't let me forget. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm like is because uh, you know I mean I've read the Spider-Man comics. I did not read the standalone Venom stuff, mm-hmm. so I've never had any conception of Venom as this likable. Uh, I think they're trying to position him as an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. I've never had any concept of him like that. It just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense for this character. Um, and I mean, you know, anytime, you know, people, you know, people do like a, a standalone comic series where it focuses on the villains and posits them as the heroes, I always have a hard time connecting with that. And mm-hmm. yeah, my biggest problem, I agree with everything you said, Marcus. I think this trailer is way better than the first one they gave us. Um, I think Venom sells it, but I'm not sold on Eddie Brock. He, mm-hmm. It's like you said, Lindley. It's like <laughs> I'm a reporter. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. You being a reporter. That's cute. It just, I don't, so I don't know what they're playing at, honestly. Like, I, and, and, you know, there, there were two downsides. I remember the last time when we talked about the teaser, uh, I mentioned two things. First of all, I felt like, um, Venom looked like he was ready to French kiss someone. And sure enough, in this trailer, he starts licking a dude, and that was a little weird. Um, and then uh, the other thing that was a little off-putting was just um, I, I was really concerned that they were going to make a movie where the villain is kind of this generic military, got to contain the scientific asset, uh, you know, that you see in every origin story movie ever. Mm-hmm. And this trailer did nothing to alleviate that fear. Um, they they introduced the weird science guy. They got uh, Doctor Henry Wu Light, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, ha, ha, the the symbiote is my, you know, MacGuffin, and you know, blah blah blah. And then cue Venom, you know, making a snide comment, um, and then military dude. So yeah, I, I think we're right on the money when we say that. I think uh, that's going to be the. It's going to be a generic plot. It mm-hmm. looks very generic, aside from the Venom witticisms, I guess. Witticisms. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, so, so I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. Right, right. I don't right. know. I'm, I'm just, I just, I don't want to see, I don't know. I, I just don't know how they're going to make Venom interesting to me. Eddie Brown, I, specifically. I, um... I mean, I, cause I've, I mean, I've been reading a lot of the, I've stopped reading so many Marvel comics just because uh, they're, they're a lot weaker compared to the DC comics that I've been reading now. Um, but the last time that I saw Venom was uh, in, in, it was a, it was in a um, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy at one point, but it wasn't Eddie Brock. It was Flash Thompson. And Flash, who was a war vet, had um, at some point he uh, he um, was paralyzed from the waist down. So they give him the symbiote so that he can walk again. 
and then through and then through the Gardens of the Galaxy, they find like literally the world of the symbiotes, like where the symbiotes ori- originate from, and you find out that the Venom symbiote is actually like has gone crazy. And so they bring him back to his homeworld, and they're like, oh, your symbiote's crazy. Like, let us help you bring out his full potential. And the Guardian's like, no, don't do that. He'll go crazier. And like, nah, nah, he's fine. And he was. He was actually a lot cooler. Um, so it's to me, it's not so much the fact that Venom can't be a good guy. Like, he can definitely be the hero or the anti-hero that we all need or whatever. Um, but I, I feel like Deadpool has done such a great job at how to handle a a character that could be considered evil. Um you think about Deadpool um you think about Deadpool 1, Deadpool is solely focused on getting revenge for the people that um experimented on him. That's it. And you root for him because even though he's killing people like no no they're they are genuinely scum of the earth people. Mm-hmm. Like they're experimenting on so many different on people to, and then selling them for their mutant powers. Like we can root for that. Um, Deadpool two, it's him trying to you know find redemption, and then he finds out about this kid. He finds out there's someone coming to kill the kid. So then again, it's he's not a good person. He's still not a good person. But what he's doing. The task that that you've put him in in this movie um, makes me want to root for him. And I feel like for Venom to be a success, I feel like it's going to have to go that route. It's going to have to put Venom in a situation where Venom can still be evil. Like, let's like, I mean, let's if this is early Venom, like, let's not get it twisted. Like, he's a horrible person. Um, He kills people. Um I would love to see him. I mean, I'd hate to go Incredible Hulk on this, but I would love to see him just like wreck everything. And then for there to be a moment, you know, kind of a la Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, where he's like, I can't control the Hulk. Maybe I can just point him in the direction we need to, you know? And so he's like, let me point Venom in the direction that I, that we need him to go to so that he can stop the big bad of this movie and then go off on his own. Because again, I don't know what superheroes are around that are going to stop him if Peter's not there. So. Now, yeah. do we know that if this is going to be tied into the MCU or Spider-Man or... Is this a standalone thing? Sony really wants it to be. Uh. But Marvel, Marvel's kind of like, we'll see. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, let's just, I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, Marvel just got the rights to, um, and if you, if, and this is confirmed now, like we don't have to speculate, um, but it's confirmed. Marvel has gotten the rights back to, sorry, um, to their characters. So the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, How all those so intergalactic them. characters, so they're all them. coming, they're all How back into so the them. MCU. How so them? How and so them? <laughs> okay, okay. Give me get... my House of M movie. <laughs> and, because, and because of that, I mean, do you really want to now try and retcon whatever mess they might try to make in Venom? 
And so, maybe and maybe Venom will be good, but is it going to translate into the MCU? Because I know for because I know that well I don't know if it's still a rumor, but apparently I guess um, Dark Phoenix and uh, New Mutants is canceled. Is that official? I don't know if it's official, but the rumor is that they canceled those two because they don't work. Well, number one, they're bad. <laughs> like they apparently, I guess the the Disney execs watched and were like, "No, this is horrible." Um, well, wait a minute, isn't it, Dark Phoenix almost done? Yeah. Yeah, and like we have a trailer for New Mutants. Yeah, that's why we haven't seen anything lately. That's the rumor, is that either they're either they're going to try to redo it and re and like incorporate it into the MCU, or they're just going to scrap it and do something new. That's dumb. So what you're basically saying is Venom is Venom is an audition movie. It's it's their audition to join the MCU. No, or it's or it's, awesome. di- <laughs> or it's or it's Marvel's way of saying like shoot yourself in the foot. You should have given us all the characters. Right, but it's an audition movie. Like if it's good enough, it can join the MCU. If not, uh you shot yourself in the foot. I doubt I doubt they'll I doubt they'll incorporate Tom Hardy's Venom into it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It doesn't because it it to me it it just it again it wouldn't make sense. In the long timeline of the MCU that you've got going on right now, it just doesn't make sense. But hey, you know, that's just me. I'm sure Dave's sending me a text message right now saying that I'm wrong. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> audience, what do you what do you think? Do you do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, again, I I'm not saying that I think Venom's going to be bad. I think it's going to be a pretty good movie. But there are some things that I feel like are, it's going to hinge on several things, and I, and I think what we're all to me, what it sounds like, we're all saying the same thing. It really is going to boil down to what story are you telling? And how do you execute that story? Because if you execute it poorly, well, then you just confirm, you know, everything we thought about this movie. But if the story's good, eh, maybe. Because apparently Deadpool's coming to the MCU. Like, they, they, they're like, we're not changing that. Which is smart. Neither here nor there. Uh, guys, so I wanted to I just wanted to bring this up before we before we get into uh, Orange and New Black. Um, but uh, I recently got a chance to go to BlurredCon hey. in Washington, D.C. I had a lovely, lovely time. Uh, audience, uh, along with this episode, there's also going to be a companion episode uh, where I talk about BlurredCon, uh, what I learned, what I got to experience. There's several interviews from some great people. Um, guys, I'm really hoping, I'm actually really hoping I can get some of them on the air because as I was talking to them, I was like, oh my gosh, like, Lily and Steven would, would love you guys so much. Like, <laughs> like they were they were absolutely, absolutely wonderful, wonderful people who I know who are, are all going to do uh great big things um but the reason why i wanted to bring this up before we started talking about orange new black um was because when i was at blurred con the one thing that i took away from it was 
um, representation matters. And to go to this to go to this convention and and what was cool was like it wasn't just it wasn't just black people um i mean there 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 were several white people several um people who were asian um there was a whole uh, section dedicated to lgbtq plus uh community i i absolutely loved it um but it made it definitely made me realize that we definitely need to continue the trend of more entertainment that includes different stories from everybody. Um, because there's nothing better than looking on screen and seeing yourself and being able to root for yourself or for feeling like, like, oh, that's, that's my story. Um, and one thing that I think Orange and New Black has done very well lately in the past couple of seasons they have done a fantastic job telling everyone's story. Mm-hmm. It's such a diverse cast. It, the cast has only gotten more diverse now that they're in maximum security. <laughs> <laughs> um, because if you if you if you uh, if you remember, audience, um, at the end of the last season, um, which takes place over the course of three days, right? It's kind of like how I met your mother. Like the whole episode, the whole season is over the course of three days. Yeah. So the um the the at the end of that season, the all the girls from Litchfield they all get caught, they get rounded up, and they get taken to Max. Um, and this whole season is about the fallout from it. Um, Lindley, what what exactly? Did did you take away from this season? Did you did you like it? Did you not like it? Because apparently the internet did not enjoy this season, and that, just like the last season. That surprises me a lot. Hmm. Because I think this is probably one of the strongest seasons, mm-hmm. story wise, that there's been in a long time. Because the problem with last season is that we were so hyped after what had happened, not hype. I don't want to say hype because that's not the right word for it, but we were so anxious to get to the repercussions of the actions of season four mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. was going to happen. But then once it was happening, it was kind of boring hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember a whole lot. Like, I'm glad they had to go back in season, at the beginning of season six, and kind of remind us what all happened. (laughs) Right. Because there was a lot, but not all was that interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but this season, I love that we're in a new environment. Mm -hmm. Again, we've got new characters. We've got new risks. We've got whole lot more heartbreak mm-hmm. on several levels and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here like mm-hmm. it felt like the stakes i felt like the stakes were supposed to be high mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. season but didn't really feel that way mm-hmm. but this season i did feel that yeah yeah i um I I mean I completely agree with you. I I feel like this was this was 
definitely the best season. And I, at first, I, I thought I was going to just kind of periodically watch this season um, and not try to binge all 13 episodes. I binge watched all 13 episodes, did not regret a moment of doing that. Um, I paused it literally just to go get food. And then I brought it back to sit in front of the TV so I could finish watching it. Um, Summer is awesome. Oh, summer is so awesome. Uh, (laughs) I'm sad I have to go back soon. Um, (laughs) The, this, this whole, this whole season, um, I did, I agree, Lindley, I did, I did enjoy being out of Litchfield because I, I don't know, there was something, there was just something about them being in Max, you know, they talk about it all the time. Yeah. You know, but you never, and people go and they come back and you know, like, Max is horrible, but they never, like, they never, like, go in depth. The only thing we, the only time we ever got a chance to see a glimpse of Max was when Nikki, when Nichols was in uh, Max. And they have that, like, that whole montage where she gets back, she gets hooked back on drugs. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed all of, of course, the the old cast. But the new cast is, they are great. They are so wonderful. Right? I, I um, love the I'm sisters. Look- oh my goodness. They, they were scary. Ter- I, like they're terrifying. Mm, the girl they with were, the broken they- arm got on my nerves though. Oh, she's going to be a problem next season. Yeah. She's going to be a big problem next season because she, especially after her, her, her flashback episode in particular. Mm-hmm. I could not stand her because I thought because, you know, like the flashback episodes, they make you they they make you feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Not with hers. No. I was like, you you deserve what you mm-hmm. had coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the sisters were great. I loved um, I love daddy. <laughs> she was like. I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so upset, I'm so upset about, like, her relationship with Daya. And again, audience, it's very hard not to spoil anything, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you, like, things that, uh, you, you can fig you'll figure it out really quickly. Um, I'm afraid about what is gonna happen with that relationship, but I... I don't know. It's I. I have a love hate relationship with her because her flashback episode was not redeeming at all. No, I thought it was gonna like explain like a little bit more. Like, yeah, she's got a heart of gold. Nope, no. you are, you are a dirt bag like everybody else in this prison. <laughs> um, Cindy, can we talk about her for a second? And how angry she made me. Uh, she, Lindley, I wanted to punch the screen. Yep. I wanted to punch when she, when she, because they do a, they do a quick flashback of like a moment that you don't see at the Litchfield riot, like once everything is done. And that oh. becomes like the catalyst for the entire season. Gosh, yes. And I sat there. 
And I was just like, are you are you serious right now? Like, I get it. But at the same time, like, you're in jail. Like, how much worse can it possibly get for you? Mm. You know? Um, oh, goodness. Uh, again, I'm not I'm not going to get too I'm not going to get too big into tasty. But can I just say Danielle Brooks? She is the future of great black actresses. Oh, she's fantastic. She, because I, I saw her in The Color Purple on Broadway after after her tremendous season um, from Orange New Black, right? And then to see her in this, she has literally, like, each time I've seen her, she has gotten so much stronger. And the character is just so well written. It's incredible. I love it. I, 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 I cannot say enough nice things about this about this show. Piper gets gets on my nerves still. She wasn't that bad this season. I agree. I, I don't understand why she's still like top billing in the credits. Because this yeah. is no longer her story. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She's no longer the, pur- <laughs> well. the purpose. Right. And she, the whole first, the first part of the se- the first part of the season, she pisses me off so much. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, God, why? Are you, just are Get you serious? Yes, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, why are you clinging to this? But I, I love that they, I love that she finally, I love that she finally asks, why does everybody hate me here? Yep. I'm like, right? I'm like, oh, it only took you six seasons, Piper. (laughs) To ask, why does everybody hate me? Oh, this. Yeah, this was this was the strongest season. I I, what is it, Lindley? What 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 could people possibly find wrong with this season? I don't know. That's what's like confusing me. I could see, like, how some people would have, like, a little problem with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, for them, not. I just don't know. I don't know either. Because to put it in perspective, audience, I mean, we put we, we put out polls um, on Twitter and Instagram. And normally when we put out polls, it's, we get a lot of attention. This time not so not number one not so much and then number two the the little attention we did got on twitter uh i believe it was 89 percent uh said that they thought that this season was just kind of no sorry 63 percent uh said that the season was just kind of meh like they didn't really care you know here or there um 25 said it was incredible 12 percent said it was horrible but 63% only thought it was a mass season? That's... That's weird. I just... I don't, I don't get that. I really don't. Because I feel like... Yeah, there was a time when Orange New Black maybe wasn't, like, the best Netflix property at, like, it started out. But, I mean, the past two seasons have been gorgeous. I mean, gorgeously written, gorgeously acted... I don't know. My ladies need some love. That's 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 the bottom line. 
my 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 ladies need some love. Go go watch this show because guess what? Here's here's what's gonna happen. Here's what I'm afraid is gonna happen. People are gonna stop watching the show and then they're gonna take it off. Mm-hmm. And they can and they and and the way it's going right now, you can get a couple more seasons out of this, like fresh seasons. Yeah. You know, nothing like nothing rehashed or. You know, you feel like you're beating the, beating the, you know, beating a dead horse or whatever. Good, strong seasons. So, I don't know. Steven, are you going to watch it? No. I, like, I, I think I mentioned this a long time ago. Read the book. Uh, it's, it's just kind of hard to get into a fictionalized version of the book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where Piper only spent, I think, uh, I want to say a year in prison, maybe a little bit more, but uh, she got out. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, definitely oh, not the yeah. same character in the show. Even no, and she still that. has like a producing credit. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so which was which was interesting to me because because like you said, Lee, like Piper's not the focus anymore. New, nope. which was smart on their part because. Those women, like everybody else, is so much more interesting. Even even Suzanne, um, Crazy Eyes, is more interesting. I love her so mm-hmm. much. She made me cry a couple of times. Uzo Uzo Adubo is she's a great actress, and she makes me cry so mm-hmm. so much. Yep. There were there were a lot of there were a lot of moments where I cried. Oh, the sorry, sorry. Before we before we get off this particular topic, can we talk about the one uh, uh, correctional officer, the woman? Oh my gosh, I lo- I I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved her story. Oh, it's so it's it's so hard. It's like it's so hard not to talk like talk more in depth. Uh, audience, if you if you if you did if you did like Orange New Black. And you want to talk to somebody about it? You need to hit up Lindley and me, cut Lindley and I. Sorry, uh, because Thank you. yeah, no problem. Uh, because it is a great, great season. And one last, one last question, Lindley. Did you cry at the end of the season? Almost. I was on the verge. <gasps> I was on the verge. I, I was bawling because I thought it was weird. The last couple of minutes, I was like. Why? Why are they going in two separate directions? Uh, this was kind of like if you. I'm I, well, sorry, I didn't but if see you're it in, coming, I did not mm-mm. see it coming. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Let's just say, Stephen, I I would watch it just. I would watch this season just for the end. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, don't wear your "Make America Great Again" hat. I, a, I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this. Let's get that. You will never see me wearing one of those. Anyway, next topic. Speaking about controversies. We are going to, uh, after this short, very, very, very brief commercial break, uh, where you guys will get to hear about another podcast. Not necessarily ours, but perhaps you might listen to another one after you listen to us. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about James Gunn. And the fact that he is out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and the backlash that has been following. Stay tuned. 
Hi, I'm William Campbell, the presenter of Challenging Opinions. Challenging Opinions is the podcast where ideas are tested. Whether you are left or right, conservative or progressive, devout or skeptic, what matters is the strength of your argument, not the strength of your voice. Every week I talk to someone new and put their position to the test. Search Challenging Opinions wherever you find podcasts or go to challengingopinions.com. So guys, James Gunn is officially out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 after it was quote-unquote uncovered that he had some very questionable tweets in the past. Um, Steven, you, you've been... Um, You've been following this a, a little bit closer than I than I have. I feel so. You, I, I don't want you to read the tweets verbatim, but essentially, what were the tweets about? Just so that we're clear. So they were very old tweets from back in the day. And do we know, know what year? Uh, that is a great question. I probably should have looked that up before I actually started talking you, about this. You keep looking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, but anyways, uh, they were from back in the day, and, you know, as a lot of people probably know, James Gunn got his start with some gross-out comedy. Uh, so a lot of his jokes from that era are going to be uh, not for kids, definitely. Now, okay. these were, to be clear, these were really bad jokes. They were jokes about, you know, topics like pedophilia and uh, rape and j- very unpleasant, not not funny at all. Uh, but they were still in that context of, you know, jokes. Um, now, there's a guy, and I'm going to try to walk a tightrope here because I don't want to get into politics. But there's a guy, and it's really important we know his name. Uh, his name is Mike Cernovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not have heard of him, but you've probably heard of the stories that he has pushed. Uh, he's very much a... Um, uh, I just gotta say, he promotes fake news. Um, you probably, you might remember things like Pizzagate um, and uh, some other things. Uh, uh, Pizzagate's probably the big one. Uh, but basically, he kind of goes after people that he doesn't agree with. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. James Gunn was really kind of the uh, latest target. Because um, uh, that's what he did. He basically brings these up and uh, ignores the context and just kind of brings them to light and uh, brings them to basically the trial, uh, the court of public opinion, really. And, you know, you think about that, people in the public, they rarely will look things up for themselves uh, to figure out what the context is. Uh, by and large, a lot of people hear something on the news and then they just believe it. They, yeah, they, I mean, they see a, a headline of, and don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't double check the sources that are provided. They don't try to figure out the uh, uh, the context of it. And I feel like that's something that could have very easily have been done here, uh, but it really seems to work very well whenever he goes after someone he doesn't like. And unfortunately, that is, I feel, what kind of happened here too, mm. um, because uh, once the tweets kind of got uh, publicized, and I mean, I mean, let, let's just keep it clear. They were bad jokes, but they've been on the internet for years. Uh, since 2009. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, 
when when Disney originally hired James Gunn, certainly uh, his background check seemed to be okay back then when they hired him. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in my opinion, you know, I think there is um, a lot more to it, but um, you know, I, I, I just I kind of feel like it almost might have been a bit of a knee jerk reaction. Uh, mm-hmm. to fire him. I get it. Disney doesn't want to be surrounded by controversy. They definitely don't want their image to be associated with things like that. But look at everything else and everyone else they've hired. Um, Marcus, you and I were talking a little bit before the show about it. Um, and, uh, and I forget the example you brought up, but uh, you had mentioned they had hired someone else who had a pretty Robert, shady Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, could you, could you talk to that maybe? Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's no secret Robert Downey Jr. Um, was kind of Hollywood's resident bad boy for several years. Great actor, but was throwing away his potential, got clean, um, and then made his comeback with Iron Man. Now, he is the face of the MCU. Um, so I, I, I do... I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like you, Stephen. I, I, I understand the desire to get rid of James Gunn. I get it. Um you want to show you want to show that there is zero tolerance for that type of talk and behavior. Um but here's the thing, right? These and and I'm and I'm trying to walk a fine line cuz I know people you could easily twist this about something else that I've said in my private life. Um, but these are words and these are words said by somebody in a different headspace. Okay. He has not shown, and this is, this is my rebuttal to, if you want to twist these words around on me one day, um, he does not, uh, still say these things out in the open, right? He's not, he's not, he's not tweeting these things. He's not, if he is saying these type of jokes, he's probably saying them in his own home because guess what? James Gunn is not an idiot. (laughs) Like clearly, um, you could tell that from his movies. He is not an idiot. He's a very smart man. Um, but I mean, look, we, we, we try to teach, I mean, I know, Stevie, you probably do it. I know I definitely do it. Um, You know, we try to teach our kids, like, hey, don't post everything you want on the Internet, because guess what? One day it can come back and bite you in the butt. The Internet is forever. This is a prime, and this is a prime example of that. Having said that, is this the type of thing that you should um, fire somebody for? Absolutely not. Um, and especially when, especially especially when um, it later came out, I think it was this past weekend, it later came out that the entire cast and crew of Guardians of the Galaxy are, are like, him. yeah, they're like, you need to hire him back. And it's not just like the men. It's it's Zoe. It's Zoe Zeldana. Mm-hmm. It's Karen Gillian. It's Palm. It's, it's the entire cast. It's what they're name on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm glad you and i'm glad you mentioned that lindley because that's to me that's what made it even more um noticeable mm-hmm. because i feel like a lot of people 
were trying to, you know, twist us around and say like, like, oh, see what ha- see what the Me Too movement did, see what the Me Too movement did. No, no, this is not Me Too movement. This is not social justice warrior, whatever. You know, this is somebody was feeling very vindictive because James Gunn is, you know, he has put out some recent tweets against people. And I feel like this was just a way to get back at him. Like, I don't feel like this was brought up because they felt like his tweets were so wrong. I feel like this was, these, these were brought up for malicious reasons. The Me Too movement, they're not brought, those allegations are not brought up for malicious reasons. They're brought up so that we can get some justice, actual justice for things that actually hurt people. James Gunn's tweet didn't hurt anybody. And he's even come out and said that he apologized for that. For those tweets. Mm-hmm. So, I again, I, I don't understand why we can't just forgive James Gunn, let him come back. I mean, if this is Disney's decision, it's whatever... But, but just re- oh, but just re- but just remember, if something like th- like this happens again, then I expect it to have the same reaction. And and as a lot of memes have pointed out, uh, Disney, let's not go back into your uh, past, okay? Yeah. Like uh, I don't want to I don't want to bring up Song of the South. Oh. Uh, yeah, or the crows from Dumbo. I hope they they're. I hope you're not planning to make an appearance. Those are planning to make an appearance in the live action Dumbo movie that's coming. Or what makes the red man red? Uh, Lindley, you are reading my mind tonight so much. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm just I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. I feel. I'm. I'm. I'm just like I said. I'm. Hey, if this what Disney wants to do, that's what Disney can do. But I just don't like the fact that. You know. Guardians of the, Volume Three is losing its director, over something like this. And honestly, on a more soci, uh, on a more sociological level. I just feel like it sets a bad precedence um, because, you know, comedians, I mean, comedians say some pretty off the wall stuff sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. that's really what it is. It's like, you know, let's say he made a joke about rape or something. And out of context, you know, you had all these people coming out saying he admitted it. And it's like he wasn't admitting anything. He was telling a joke. You would know that if you right. looked at the context. But firing someone right. because you fail to look at the context of comments, um, I mean that, <laughs> I mean that sets a dangerous precedent for any comedian or any well, really any entertainer, um, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, if people can't be bothered to look at the context of things anymore, what I mean, it, it just opens up a whole lot of. Uh, uh, I hate to say slippery slope, but I mean it really does kind of create um, 
this sort of paradox where people won't be as free to, I mean, comedy could get worse because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no boundaries that can be pushed. Um, Like, again, not to, not to try and get political here, but, you know, look at what uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's doing right now. Mm -hmm. He's, (laughs) uh, he's going up to all these politicians and he's getting them to do insane things. uh, And that's good. But, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you could do the same thing years from now. Take those clips out of context and make it look like, yes, he is in favor of these ridiculous things that he's saying he wants to sell. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, people have got to look at the context of things. Right. So. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> feels good, doesn't it? It feels so good. It feels so good being on the soapbox occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I like doing the show. I like getting on the soapbox occasionally. Um, guys, we have talked a lot about some good things, talked about some bad things, but ultimately, you know what it's all about. It's all about the main event. It's main event time. So, two spy movies came out. Yeah. Um, because why not? <laughs> you need you need some good you need some good spy films for the summertime. I'm so glad these two came out because they look they looked great. I only got a chance to see Mission Impossible Fallout, but um, I've got to see Kate McKinnon in The Spy Who Dumped Me. She looks absolutely hilarious in this. Um. And hopefully, hopefully she is, because Lindley, mm-hmm. Lindley is Lindley's going to give us a spoiler-free review of The Spy Who Dumped Me. Lindley, the first thing I have to know. Yes. Should I even bother? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Maybe not, maybe not, like, you don't have to rush to see this one. But I would, because there's some really good laughs in this one. And I think if you go into this movie looking for laughs, Mm -hmm. you're going to get it. There's some pretty good action in it. Um, So the script itself and some of the things that happen, it's a little predictable. Some of it doesn't always make sense. But you're really not going into this movie wanting, like, a... Like a deep movie. You're going in mm-hmm. to see a fun action comedy. And that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Spy Who Dumped Me is the classic tale of boy meets girl. Boy turns out to be a spy. And now girl is caught up in the world of espionage. <laughs> with her best classic. friend. Of course. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> um, so it's got Mila Kunis in it. Uh, Kate McKinnon, um, and my new Marcus's version of Fassbender, Sam Hewen. And the cast itself, they... Hey, 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 we've established in the last episode, it's all about Momoa now. Okay, well, my version (laughs) of Momoa, at the time of this recording, it is Momoa's birthday, by the way. Hey, happy birthday to Momoa. (laughs) But anyway, enough about Momoa. Back to Hewen. 
<laughs> who is that? I gotta look him up. Who is this? He, if, for those of you who don't know, Sam Hewen is the the um, eye candy from Outlander. Which I shouldn't say eye candy because he, he is actually like a good actor. He's really mm. good. And I'm glad to see he's getting more roles. So, honestly, here, here's my honest opinion about this. What makes this movie is Kate McKinnon. She of is course. absolutely hilarious in this. Absolutely hilarious. Mila Kunis, I love Mila Kunis, but I feel like her part could have been played by anyone. <laughs> I feel like that's all Mila Kunis roles, though. <laughs> like, her character was fine, but there wasn't anything very grabbing, like, intriguing about it. Mm-hmm, like, she mm-hmm. was a little overshadowed by Mila Kunis, but there is one, there's one scene in the movie that's actually really tender, because Mila, Kun, uh, Mila Kunis is kind of like the straight friend, Kate McKinnon is the really wacky, like, oh, quip, 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 but there's one scene, and I'm not spoiling anything, but it's something that I haven't really seen in, like, buddy movies, where she's like, hey, we're friends, and I know... I'm a bit much. I'm sorry about that, but thanks for being my friend anyways. I was like, hmm. that's actually really sweet. I don't think I've ever seen something like that where a friend is like, hey, I know I'm weird and I'm sorry about that. I've been mm-hmm. like, oh, that's actually really sweet. So it's 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 a fun friend movie. It's definitely a one that you want to go with like friends, especially for mm-hmm. the for the ladies. It's a bring your Bring your best gal pal. And honestly, can I make a confession? Confess away. I would not mind seeing Sam Hewen in another spy movie. Hmm. He he makes a good, like, just the look of him. Mm-hmm. And he did mm-hmm. a lot of his own stunts. Hmm. He does this in Outlander too, but just the work he put into it and mm, the look mm. of him. I think James Bond could spare to be a Scotsman again. Hmm. I wouldn't mind it. Hmm. I think Lindley is smitten. <laughs> That's what I think. Yo, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <The> he, <laughs> he was he was really charming. Mm-hmm. There's more to the movie than just that. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I promise. Kate McKinnon was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, It was a little bit more raunchier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's something that I saw in this movie that I, you know, it's not fun to look at. It's played for comedy, but I, d- I don't want to see that. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What is it? I don't. I, I, I'm intrigued now. What is it? It's not. No, it's fine. It's fine. Is it like a like a body part? Yeah. Hmm. I don't have it. I'm not. Oh, 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 oh! You know, you never so, see you never see that in TV in, in, in no, the movie. And I. Yes. Yes, Steven. yes Steven. The Adam's apple. <laughs> Drink your juicy juice. Let the adults talk. 
there, there was an, <laughs> there was an, <laughs> there was an Adam's Apple this, this in statement. this movie, and I didn't see it coming. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. I accidentally. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Is this gonna be the clip? Yeah. No, I accidentally had stopped recording, but I. Oh yeah, a new a new blooper. Just make a note of the time so you can cut that. Okay. Why is there never Uh, a pen? Why is is there no pen? One oh six. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm gonna clap and then we'll we'll get back into it. Okay. Yeah, I I definitely recommend the movie. It is a lot of fun. If you're mm-hmm. going into this movie thinking like you're going to go see something like Mission Impossible, you're not gonna get that. It's a fun buddy movie, fun mm-hmm. buddy road trip movie. Some things were a little surprising. Some things a little predictable. Some of the tropes. Mm-hmm. A, like I've seen in other movies, but it was it was just fun. I came right. out of this movie, I was laughing. There was there were some parts where I had to like hold like my like hold my face because I was laughing so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, if you're looking for a good time, you want to go you, looking for a friend date, a, a girls' night, definitely go see the spy who dumped me. What if I want a guys' night? Well, what if, wanna, what if what if Steve and I want to go see it together? Well, you, well, th- it, there are things it's in there that might intrigue you. <laughs> what? I hope it's, I hope it's not the last thing you guys talking about <laughs> because I am not. I am. Whoa, 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 guys. Whoa. Hey, that's, I'm not judging. <laughs> it's none of my business. We are laughing. We are having a good time. But you know, I I I had I had a pretty good time in my spy film. I got a chance to watch Mission Impossible Fallout. Um this oh my gosh, I love the Mission Impossible movies now. After uh Ghost Protocol into Rogue Nation and now with Fallout, I love this franchise. Like, I want to go back. I want to watch all the movies. I've, I've seen them all, but I want to watch them in order just to, just to see, like, the growth and, like, how they've changed over the years. Um, but I think that it has, the franchise has finally hit its stride as far as what type of story it's telling. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout is uh, it, almost a direct continuation of uh, Rogue Nation. Uh, in Rogue Nation, uh, Ethan Hunt is going across the ro- across the world, um, trying to hunt down a, um, a spy organization that is kind of like the anti IMF um, or the Impossible Mission Force. Yes, th- yes, that is that is what their team is called. It makes me laugh every time they have to say it out loud when they're like, "Oh, the IMF," and I'm like. You mean the Impossible Mission Force? <laughs> um, I, it, it does make me laugh. Um, but uh, what was funny was that this was during a time when um, Spectre had come out um, with James Bond. Oh, and Spectre was really disappointing. 
it was. And I feel like, and, and, and this was also said by a lot of critics, um, Rogue Nation did what Spectre wanted to be. It wanted to have like this this organization that was against um, MI6 that had this super powerful, um, almost Moriarty type character um, that constantly outsmarted the hero at every turn. Um, and Mission Impossible uh, uh, Rogue Nation, they did it. Spectre kind of screwed the pooch on it. Um but because they end up, they actually end up catching the the big bad at the end, um, and Ethan Hunt and his team uh, have to track down three um, um, uh, plutonium cores. Uh, and what ends up happening is that the remnants of the syndicate, which is the Rogue Nation, uh, they end up stealing the plutonium cores and here's and this is the thing about this movie the stakes are so high at the very beginning of the movie you're pretty much convinced that the bad guys won like that they set off three nuclear bombs okay yeah and it keeps happening throughout the entire movie that you just get shocked every single time. Um, and I'm trying, I've got an audience, I'm trying so hard not to spoil anything for you because you really do just need to see this complete, completely like without any sort of presumptions because when I, when I got to the end of the movie, I was like, wait, What? Like, I'm like, can they do that in a spy movie? Like, are you serious right now? It's incredible. It's, 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 it, it, it makes you, they, they definitely, they definitely, they grabbed on to the suspense factor in this movie and they do not let go until the very last minute. Until those credits roll, you are on the edge of your seat. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I thought Tom Cruise, I thought he did a great job in the movie. He, he seems to really enjoy these movies a lot. Um, Simon Pegg is hilarious. Um, the, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Ilsa Faust, who is from the last, uh, she's from the last movie. Uh, she returns in this and she is absolutely incredible. Um, I love I loved seeing her character progression and seeing like okay like or you were out like why are you back here why are you trying to kill the big bad from the last movie who was ironically now the big bad in this movie again <laughs> um, through a variety of different circumstances uh, uh, goodness gracious what is his name Henry Cavill Henry Cavill. Superman. Yes. Stash you guys wanna know you guys wanna know how he did? Yeah. He was good. Yay. I liked him. Here's, he he Here's my question though. Hmm. What's up with the whole arm reload thing? Like why is that such a big thing? Oh, that was badass. That scene is badass. It's a scene it's a fight scene. There's heart there's no music whatsoever. 
and I love fight scenes that don't have music to like cue me in on things. Like I, if you can choreograph a fight and you've just and you're just giving me the punches and the throws and the and the uh, uh, psh, 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 all that stuff, love it. Um, and it's not necessary, but when you're watching it, when it's in the moment, because he's basically, excuse my French, he's getting his ass kicked before that moment. Oh dang. Yeah. And and so when he when he and he's supposed to be like his character is kind of like he's a spy hunter. Like he has killed so many people, like literally like the remnants of the syndicate. And they bring him in because Ethan failed his mission. They're like, you can't handle it. This guy can. And they're like, but he doesn't like keep anybody alive how are we ever going to get a witness they're like it doesn't matter he he will get the job done by any means necessary because you clearly can't do it because at the beginning of the movie ethan chooses his team over uh saving the world which is in the trailer so i'm not spoiling anything (laughs) but henry henry cavill does a great job is it real the mustache I, yeah, it's real. Yeah, because yeah, remember that's why. That's, they had to that's why out. Yeah, that's why he had to be Shrek um, in, <laughs> in Justice League. It was. I wouldn't say it's. It was necessary for him to have the mustache, but it does make it does make his character look more intimidating slash what you would think of as far as like the government hitman you know because that's what he is he's the cia's hitman that gets brought in to partner with the imf yeah it's it's a good movie it's it's a great movie i I don't know i don't know if either of you are interested in 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 you know like a popcorn action flick like that but um if you are Highly recommend going to see um, or watching Rogue Nation first. Because if not, it's kind of like Infinity War. It's kind of like they don't explain a lot from the previous for the previous movie. They're they're under the assumption like if you're seeing if you're seeing Fallout, you've seen Rogue Nation. Which kind of a gamble but knowing knowing how successful rogue nation was mm-hmm. i think it's smart mm. yeah plus i mean you're double plus you're doubling down because people who did go see fallout if they didn't understand it and they know it's connected to the last movie they're gonna be like oh i'm gonna watch rogue nation then i'm gonna come back that's double dipping that's I marketing have to go see this then um yeah 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 i don't know it I I I think you'll like it. the The end is like I said. The end will will shock you because literally, like the it Does felt like the end of Inf- feel so good. It felt like the end of Infinity War. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> it was like Thanos snapped all over again. Oh gosh! <laughs> it does it like like I'm not even exaggerating. It did feel like and like all I kept thinking was like, why are these movies? constantly trying to make me cry anymore but just go see it go definitely go see it um 
I'm excited for you guys to uh, excited to hear what you guys think. Um, Gabby, who wrote on my wall to ask me if we were going to talk about uh, about Fallout, we talked about Fallout. Now message me so we can talk about it more, so I can I can actually say spoilers. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, what can I say except you're, you're welcome. welcome? Still the best song. Love it. Sung by my liege lord, The Rock. Um, guys, it has been real, but I'm exhausted. Me too. Let us bring this show to a close. We have had so much fun talking with you guys. I've had a wonderful time talking with you two so much. Um... But if you would like to keep the party going with us, if you want to talk with us, because obviously when you finally listen to us, we won't be tired. It'll be during the daytime, hopefully. Uh, you can get in touch with us at a variety of folks different home, avenues. Uh, Stephen, uh, where can Twitter, the folks at home reach you, my friend? Workshop. You can also find my videos on YouTube. Type in Stephen's Workshop. You'll see some of my earlier work and uh, less professional work, more just, you know, you're looking for a good fun time you can find that or you can find my more professional stuff on by typing in <laughs> bailey's film workshop uh so two channels yes yes make sure you subscribe to them both yes yes <laughs> yes Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can find me mostly on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E. The same handle is for my Stardust name, so go follow me there. And of course, folks at home, if you would like to talk to me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. You can also find me on Instagram. It's usually just me posting pictures of my nerd shirts before I go to the gym. Uh, you can also uh, look at a variety of different material and get the latest news on our, our personal Facebook page on Popcorn Prattle, uh, as well as our Twitter, at Popcorn, P-O-P-C-R-O-N, underscore Prattle, P-R-A-T-T-L-E, and of course, our fantastic Instagram, uh, which is updated fairly regularly uh, for your enjoyment. Woo! Guys, I think that's everything. I think so. I, before I go into a corner (laughs) and stare at my Infinity War mug and cry, (laughs) I leave you with this. From all of us, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now.